On today's show, we talk to Chrissy about bringing a non-Disney person to Disney World. This is WWW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 216. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World planning website. Today I have repeat guest Chrissy. She's been on with her twin sister. She's been on um, just her. And we had a conversation a few months back about a trip she was going on with her then boyfriend, now fiance. And she told me how he was not a Disney World person at all. And I believe she said he could not care any less about going to Disney World, about Disney World in general. But he loves her. He understands that this is who she is. He wants to share experiences with her, which A plus fiance work for him uh, on that. So I thought it might be fun to discuss. How do you take a non-Disney World person to Disney? He's not interested in the movies, none of it. Not even interested in Star Wars or Marvel. Like, really, there are no redeeming qualities for him, you know, to to go to Disney World. So she took him and her sister and her sister's fiance, also not a Disney person, over New Year's Eve to Disney World. And her fiance, such a gem of a human being, agreed to answer some questions for me pre and post trip about Disney World, about the planning about was he looking forward to was he nervous about anything so not only is this a trip report but it's it ends up being really fun and funny way to explore how do you bring somebody who's not a disney fan to disney world because not everybody's crazy like us right not everybody's listening to podcasts to get tips to plan trips to bring a little magic into their lives so we discuss a lot of really great things mistakes that Chrissy made when planning her trip, mistakes she made on her trip, you know, and as far as, you know, considering what that person's needs are, because their priorities are going to be very, very different than the Disney World expert or the Disney World super fan. So a really fun, fun conversation. Um, I am breaking this up into two parts just to make it a little bit easier to digest. So part one, we're going to talk about the planning aspect So not only, you know, what Chrissy does to plan, because we discussed that every trip report, but also what her fiance, what his expectations are, what he's hoping to get out of the trip, all that fun stuff. Um, And then we talk about just the first half of her trip. Part two will be coming up right after this episode. That is going to cover the second half of the trip and just kind of some afterthoughts. Did the trip meet expectations? Was the value there for him? Because As we all know, Disney's not an inexpensive vacation. So if you're not a Disney person, is the value there? So we discuss that. And we discuss things that she should have done differently. So if you've got anybody in your life who is not a Disney World person, who you are trying to get, you know, to go with you on a trip, or maybe you're planning a trip right now with somebody who just could care less as you're listening to this podcast, maybe they're rolling their eyes at you. Um, (laughs) A lot of great tips and a lot of mistakes that Chrissy has learned from. So um, before we even start, I want to thank both of them for indulging me and and doing this trip report and answering my questions here. But enough chat for me. Why don't we jump right in with Chrissy? Hi, Chrissy. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello, Julie. Thank you for having me again. All right. How many times now have you 
This is number three. (laughs) I just love talking to you so much. I can't help it. Oh, aren't you sweet? She's such a (laughs) suck up. I like it. You know, flattery will get you everywhere. Um, And this, I think this will be a really fun. I was very excited when you and I were talking and planning this episode because you have, since the last time we spoke, your boyfriend has been upgraded. He is now fiance. Correct. Congratulations. Thank you. And um, as you as you told me when you reached out, you were like, he is not a Disney person in the least. So, yeah. So I thought it would be fun for us to talk about your trip because, one, you went over New Year's Eve, which is literally the craziest time of the year. And two, I thought it would be fun to get his perspective. Now, he's not here because, you know, for a non-Disney person, we're kind of nutty, I think, right? A lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're a lot. So he was such a sweetheart. And I wrote up a bunch of questions and he answered them and sent me a recording of his responses. So we're going to throw in his responses as we talk. And you have not listened to these, correct? No, not at all. It's just like a little bit to make sure they were, they had sent properly. But other than that, I don't know what he said. So I'm I'm very anxious to to hear his responses. Okay. All right. Uh, So let's jump into it then. What were the dates of your trip? Yes. So we traveled um, from December 31st, so New Year's Eve through January 4th. So five days total. Okay. And where are you guys coming from? So um, I should also mention that this was a joint trip with my sister and her fiance. Um, so we were all coming from Minneapolis at the time. Um, they live in Milwaukee, but they drove up to um, fly out of Minneapolis because it's a little bit uh, cheaper out of like because it's more of a hub. Um, so, yeah, we were coming from Minneapolis, which is about like three hours. Not bad. Okay. And you, you're flying on New Year's Eve. Correct. Okay. So what time are the four of you planning on arriving to Disney World? Great question. So um, my sister and her fiance, well, Katie and Tom are their names, um, just to keep all of them straight. Um, they actually ended up taking an earlier flight out of Minneapolis at 6.30 a.m. Brutal. The, I, yeah. And guess who had to drive them to the airport? <laughs> Me. So wait, so you drove them to the airport and then you drove back to the airport yourself? You yes. and your fiance? Yes. So we prefer to fly Delta. Like we have the miles, credit card, all that. So we, and they flew um, like a regional airline, Sun Country. So we just decided to take separate flights. Theirs was at 6.30. Ours was at just about 9 a.m. How far are you from the airport? Like 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. No, we're very close. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say, like, if that was, I'd be like, you owe me huge, but 10 minutes. Okay. No, very easy. Okay. (laughs) So you guys are getting in at different times. What was the airline she flew? I wasn't familiar with it. It's called Sun Country. I've never heard of that. Is it just in the Minneapolis area? They are like, they're getting like bigger than regional. Um, they fly like only like seasonally to most locations, but like it's to get to uh, like MCO, it's like 
100 bucks 150 bucks it's like really affordable it's not like spirit level quality (laughs) like it's a little bit better but it's also like it's not delta i just heard on the news this morning that spirit has been operating at a loss for years and spirit definitely like i've flown spirit to orlando they charge Mm -hmm. more than a hundred dollars to get i mean at the end of the day when you know whether you're unless you're able to pack all your underwear in like a tiny backpack that fits yeah. under your seat. Mm-hmm. You're paying well over $100, $150 for spirit. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay, so what time are you guys getting in then? So we get into MCO at around like 2 o'clock. Um, it was a cold, icy morning in Minneapolis, so both of our flights were like a little bit delayed um, just due to like, you know, de-icing and stuff. So they get to MCO around noon and we get there at around two. Okay. And in case anybody doesn't remember, you were the first time you were on the podcast, you were with your sister and the two of you are Disney pros. We've already established that your fiance is not. How about her fiance? Oh, he is at the same, if not even more like, uh, couldn't care less sort of <laughs> thing like they both are not interested like even you know like some of the more like guy things that maybe like non-disney people like star wars or marvel neither of them are interested like there's no redeeming quality oh here. how funny yes you're you're right often you can get like a non-disney person and be like okay it's not your thing but galaxy's edge and they'll be like mm-hmm. oh okay like i'll go for that that sounds cool Oh, how funny. So neither of them are Star Wars or Marvel fans? No. On top of not being Disney fans. Yeah. So there was pretty much nothing. They were like, I'm so excited for this. Like, I can't wait to see this come to life or anything. No, it was not their alley, really. So how did you approach the whole planning process of Disney World? Because as I recall, you and your sister, like your last trip, you she wasn't even with you and you were like FaceTiming or calling her to get her to help you. Um, yeah. So so you guys are like next level. So how did you a- approach the whole planning aspect with the dual fiancés? Yes. So um, we had planned this trip back in like August, I would say, um, and you know, we asked them, like, do you, are you interested in coming with us? Like, we think it'd be fun if we all did it together. Um, so, you know, like kind of framing it as like, you know, family trip, like we've never all traveled together before. So I was like, this could be fun for all of us to do, um, to help like set expectations. We had made them a PowerPoint presentation. that uh, laid. Yes. Yes. It's funny yep. you say that. Let's go to the tape because he discusses <laughs> these things here. Oh, so no. I asked him about like, how do you feel about the planning process and how does he feel about your planning process in particular. So let's let's take a listen at his thoughts to like the pre-planning part of it. I'm surprised at how complicated it is to go to Disney World now. You have to get tickets from this place. You have to get a wristband thing. The wristband thing plays music if you go to certain things apparently. It's all these different resorts, but then there's like a boat that'll take you to the park from a resort, but then there's like a gondola sky car thing that'll take you there too. You got to get there right away. I'm shocked at how complicated it is to go there now. Oh, and you got this thing where, like, you can't go in between parks before a certain time or something. I mean, geez, you're paying so much. It's like, whatever. Just let me go where I want. (laughs) Okay. So that was overall planning. 
Now let's, you're planning specifically, he also had some thoughts. Okay. Well, okay. For Chrissy and her sister, a lot, a lot of planning. They are like, oh, we're going to go to this park at this time and we're going to do this phone thing or whatever so that we both get passes to skip the line. Some, I don't know, glitch thing. They do a lot of planning, but I know others who don't. So uh, a lot for them. They're like FaceTiming each other and all this and that. They made a PowerPoint for me and my, I guess my sort of soon-to-be brother-in-law. They made a PowerPoint. I love the way he says, they made a PowerPoint. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my okay, so he clearly thinks it's it's a little over the top, the planning aspect of it. And he, I can tell, I don't know, you you know him. It sounds like he's trying to be nice about it, but he's like, it's a lot of planning involved. I think there is a healthy level of skepticism in that regard. He's like, whoa, like I just didn't know how much goes into this. And, you know, if you want it to be really successful, like, yes, there is quite a, a lot of planning that goes into it. And he mentioned, you know, some people, you know, can just kind of show up and do whatever and that works great. But at the same time, it's like, having a plan, having all those details fleshed out and making everyone aware of what the plan is, is I think really the key to having like a successful it's trip. It's interesting you say that because when we get to the end of your trip, he makes comments that I'm like, he has no idea like what you specifically were doing behind the scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could I could tell by his comments that he just, he had no clue <laughs> of the work that you guys did behind the scenes to make things as seamless as they were. Um, so with with the discussions about like planning and stuff, were what were his expectations as far as like the parks go? Um, definitely I don't think he was like anxious or nervous. Like I tried to, and this is maybe where I feel like retrospectively I could have done a little bit better in, you know, like having a conversation, but you know, he essentially was like, yeah, like, we're gonna, we're, we'll go, we'll do rides. We asked them all what they're, like, we had everybody write down their priorities so we could make sure that we hit everything that everybody wanted to do. So his attitude was basically just like, yeah, we'll go and, like, I'll get to ride Tron and we'll do some other stuff in between. And, like, yeah, that's cool. And in hindsight, I wish I would have been a little bit more detailed about what everything meant and like how me and Katie usually approach it. And that's how we wanted to approach it this time. Like we're basically going to be going from ride to ride to ride. Cause that's how we usually do things. And then we'll stop to eat sometimes and maybe we'll need a break, but like, you know, this is generally how we like to do it. And I purposely tried to keep the level of detail, like not too intense because I didn't want to come off as crazy. <laughs> Yes. No, I get that. (laughs) So, yeah. So that was generally his attitude was just like, yeah, like we're just going to do whatever. Like it'll be cool. And I kind of wish we had had a more in-depth conversation. I went years ago. I went with a friend who had never been to Disney World. And by the end of our trip, she was like, you don't have to explain every detail of everything to me. Like I like so I had kind of the opposite part like where she was getting annoyed. So <laughs> cuz you're right. I think people do. I think by the end she was like you're insane. So yeah. it's it's definitely a, a personality thing on whether or not they can handle like if you know, I 
if I was new and I went with you and you were explaining the level of detail, I would think that's great because that's my personality. Mm-hmm. But this was not her personality. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it depends with your fiance. I don't know. Um, based on some of his answers, I'm going to say he probably wasn't super interested in that level of detail. But it's hard to say. I did ask him about his expectations. So why don't we take a listen to what he was kind of expecting um, at the parks? I don't know. I guess was looking forward to it because Chrissy really likes going there. So I figured she must be on to something if if she likes going there so much. Uh, but also I was like, oh, man, what is this going to cost? Because I know it uh, uh, adds up, but that's all right. I think it's going to be a lot of walking around, going from thing to thing to thing to thing. Not a lot of, like, downtime, really. You know, it'll be all right. Winning some good fiancé points. So there you have it. <laughs> that was my favorite response of his, uh, yeah. was that he was winning some fiancé points. Because mm-hmm. I think that that kind of gives you, like, where his mindset's at. He's oh, like, it's, it's going to be a lot of walking. It's going to be expensive. Fiance points. So exactly. I think that I think that does sum up like kind of his attitude about it. Cause like he knows I like it and he wants to join me in that because I asked him to, which I greatly appreciate. And I think that it's fantastic that he came with, but you can tell he's not like dying to do it. Yeah. Um I asked him also, let's listen to I asked him what he was most looking forward to and what he was most dreading so these answers are interesting let's let's take a listen real quick and then we'll dive into like your day by day well i think epcot will be nice i mean i'm not a big waiting in lines guy and i know even with the rides like some of these tricks or whatever you don't have to wait in lines super long but i don't know i don't like waiting in lines regardless so i think epcot will be kind of nice because it's kind of just like checking things out and i'm excited to get some fancy drinky drinks from other countries or I mean, New Year's Eve will be cool, I think. Just bummer I won't get to watch the Packers, but. (laughs) Okay, it's, I found this very interesting that he assumed that Epcot wouldn't be waiting in any lines. Yeah, to him, I think, for him, like, Epcot is a world showcase. Okay. That, like, I think that is his, or at least, you know, pre-trip, that was his idea. Um, which we came to learn that like that's what he was most looking forward to was like moseying around the world showcase, like checking things out, like not necessarily like going on test track or okay. soaring, right? Okay, so yeah. I think that was where that's coming from. Right, right. All right. And let's listen to the things that he is dreading or not looking forward to. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, well, probably, I mean, if the temperature is above like 60 degrees outside, I'm just hot all the time it doesn't matter what we're doing i'm just hot so i'm not looking forward to being hot and a lot of walking (laughs) that's pretty lazy answer literally uh but you know walking and being hot and standing in line okay i'm concerned for your relationship at this point (laughs) pre-trip the things he's not looking forward to one lines two it being hot and uh three cost those are all like Disney World things. That's Disney yeah, World. So those are pretty sure things that those you're going to come Those are pretty standard yeah. Disney World things. So, all right, let's let's kind of jump back. So we've got his. We know you from previous episodes. We've got his thoughts and expectations, which are very very different. 
And if anything, your sister's fiance is probably even more so. So let's jump into New Year's Eve because New Year's Eve, literally the busiest day at Disney, it's New Year's Eve and Christmas Day are the busiest days. And this is when you chose to take the fiancés, the non-Disney fiancés. So I am loving this plan just because I'm I'm so excited to hear how it goes. It's like a perfect for the worst reasons. Yes. So so talk us through where are you guys headed once you get in? Where are you staying? So yes, we're all staying at Pop Century. Um, we were able to get like adjoining rooms, which was nice. Um, just you know logistically, but Katie and Tom arrive first. Um, they arrive around noon. They head to Pop from MCO like with just like an Uber or a Lyft. I can't remember which, but um, they dropped off their luggage. Our rooms weren't ready. They took a Skyliner the Skyliner to Riviera and Caribbean beach and just like kind of bummed around, hung out on like the beach portion. Um, so they were just kind of chilling for a couple hours um, while we were all still en route to MCO. And then when we get there, we head directly to the Riviera, like take an Uber right there um, with our luggage and everything. Um, Cause we were uh, regrouping together to have lunch there. And what are your plans for New Year's Eve? Are you guys, did you make specific plans or like park plans? Or are you just kind of hopping around Disney Resort as a whole? Yeah, not park plans today. We didn't um, do the parks just because it was an arrival day. And like, I didn't know it would be like the craziest day. So we decided against that. But we did have plans. Um, We wanted to go just like kind of resort hopping a little bit to like Fort Wilderness and like the monorail area resorts. And we had a dinner reservation at Sebastian's that night. And then our plan was to go like hang out at the boardwalk and, you know, hit some bars and some fun stuff. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm curious how that goes, but let's backtrack a little bit to your lunch plans Mm -hmm. at the Riviera and just kind of what you're doing in the afternoon leading up to that time at the boardwalk. Mm -hmm. So we um, had lunch together at Bar Riva. That was really yummy. Um, And then it was really easy to just take the Skyliner over to Pop Century. Um, We got Katie and Tom's luggage. We checked into our rooms and we um, maybe hung out for like 15 minutes or so. We were like, what do you guys want to do? Like me and Katie will just go to the like Fort Wilderness if you want. Like you don't have to come. And they're like, no, we'll come. That was probably a mistake. I think we, sh- if we were smart, we would have taken a break there um, because it had already been a, like an early morning, long day. It was like, you know, late afternoon at this point. I wish we had just like said, that's okay, everybody I, take a nap. That's why I was so curious what your plan, like why I jumped ahead because I know you were up super early driving your sister to the airport. Obviously she's up early, you know, messing with airport security at the crack of dawn. Yeah. And if your plan is to stay up late, you know, for New Year's Eve, it's going to be a rough day. Yeah. So, all right. So you decide to all brave it. Are you going to Wilderness Lodge or Fort Wilderness? Uh, Fort Wilderness. Fort Wilderness. Okay. So what are you guys doing there? Um, Really? Like, we just wanted to go, like, check it out. Like, Katie, it's, like, someplace she has always really wanted to see. Like, they had the Christmas tree that was really beautiful. We just, like kind of check stuff out and I mean like well me to them it was probably like why are we at this hotel we're not staying at and you know for me and Katie it's like we're on property like we have to you know make the most of the time that we're here when you were at Fort Wilderness because it's Mm -hmm. such a big property 
and you mm-hmm. don't have a car, how are you guys exp- – are you just taking like the internal buses around? Because Fort Wilderness, I will say, it is very, very cool at the holidays. And mm-hmm. I was there uh, after you're like after you had already gone home. Yeah. But there were still like Christmas decorations and not like resort Christmas decorations. But guess who stay there in cabins or on campsites decorate mm-hmm. for the holidays. So it is a really fun place to explore. But that being said, without a car or a golf cart, it's a little more challenging. So how were you guys exploring Fort Wilderness? Yes. So we ended up taking the Skyliner from Pop Century to Hollywood Studios and taking a bus, which in, you know, spoiler alert, we were taking way too many forms of transportation. It took forever to get like everywhere we were going. So I was like, this was maybe kind of ill-advised. Like it's just taking a lot of time to get everywhere. And I think that kind of like killed the vibe. Yeah. I, I wonder if a better way to do it Actually, no, it would have been a better way to do it. I hate to say it that way, but a better way to do it would have been to go magic to Magic Kingdom and then take in the boat because then you're like where you want to be too. You're like at Pioneer Hall and that's where like a lot of the stuff is. And there's an internal bus system right there when you get off the boat. So you can like take the bus around um, the Fort Wilderness resort. So for the next time, if you can convince the fiance to resort hop at Fort Wilderness (laughs) again, you'll have a better game plan next time. Okay. That probably would have been better. Um, But anyway, we weren't, so we were there, we checked it out. We weren't even really there for that long. Like it didn't take super long. So then we were like, well, why don't we take the, uh, we were like, oh, we have like so much time before eight o'clock dinner reservation. Like, let's go get a drink at the Grand Flow. And we're like, great. So then we take the boat from Fort Wilderness to Magic Kingdom. And then we were like, well, we could take the boat to Grand Floridian or we could take the monorail. And then we decided on the monorail, which took forever. Um, And then we didn't end up having enough time. So we stopped at the Polynesian instead just to have drinks like on their little tiki terrace. How long did it take? If your dinner reservation isn't until eight, it took you that long to get to Magic Kingdom and then the monorail around. Was it really that long? Yeah. Like just between like getting from the boat, man, the monorail, you know, because the pot, like, Grand Flow is the last stop on the monorail line. But then we were like, oh, shoot, like, let's just stop at the Polynesian. Um, so, yeah, it t- like, it really killed the vibe. Uh, so I would say as a, um, as a tip, try to minimize your transportation <laughs> because it just, like, was kind of a drag and we were all, like, wanting to just sit down and relax. I have found, and I know, like, people are – everybody's budget's a little bit different, but I found for the most part – if you're trying to get from A to B and it involves multiple forms of transportation, often just paying for the lift is well mm-hmm. worth it. Because a lift yeah. anywhere on Disney property from A to B isn't going to be that much. You know, no. like I'd say 8 to $18 total, depending mm-hmm. on how far you're going. So sometimes it's it's worth it to just splurge for that lift, you know, in for these sure. situations. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I assume the fiancés are not feeling the Disney vibe at this point. (laughs) How about you and your sister? Because you guys are just like, Mm -hmm. we want to be in Disney property. We love it here. The tree. Were you guys Mm -hmm. feeling the vibe? Oh, yeah. We were vibing. I'm like, oh, my God, look, there's the castle. And they're like, cool. And I'm like, you guys don't get it. Like, we're here. We made it. Like, this is amazing. And they're like, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so I I asked him about Disney adults and about you specifically. So this I feel like this is a good transition. Yeah. Do you mind if we just kind of jump in to, to his response here? So first, this is about Disney adults. What are your thoughts on Disney adults? Ah, well, okay. I think there's two camps. There's Disney adults and then there's Disney park enjoyers. I would say... Chrissy and her sister fall under the Disney park enjoyers. Uh, Disney adults where it's like the whole persona. I mean, I don't know. It's not my thing. You know, some people get really into it. But I mean, you know, but but if my favorite football team loses a game badly, you know, I act like a baby. So am I really one to criticize someone for being super into something? Uh, I mean, I do it, but I know it's hypocritical. <laughs> I love the honesty. I He's running for office, I think. He's running for something here based on that response, and I love it. Although I will say, I will say um, that I often, whenever anybody gives me a hard time about, like, you know, I, like Disney, I also collect Barbies. Like, I'm into, I do. Yeah, I collect vintage Barbies. I love that. But that, like, whenever anybody gives me a hard time about stuff like that, I'm like, well, do you think it's weird if you go to somebody's house and they have framed jerseys or, you know, baseball or football memorabilia? No, you don't think that's weird at no. all. You know, but it's it's the same kind of thing. It's the same, you know, fandom. It's yeah. just mine is something different than yours. And so I appreciate that he was able to to draw those parallels mm -hmm. to that. I love such a safe answer though. Let's oh, yeah. now I asked him about you specifically. So let's let's hear if he towed the line on this one. Okay. I don't think it ever came out where she said like I am a Disney regular. I think it was just like, oh yeah. I've gone there in the past and I like going. I was like, all right, well a lot of people do, so it's not that weird. As long as I don't have to like watch a bunch of movies and stuff. <laughs> Okay, so well, it sounds to me like he's saying you. At no point did you come out and be like, "I'm a Disney person." It just kind of casually came up in the relationship. Slow exposure. I think yes. Like if that was a question, like, "Oh, did you ever learn like while we were dating or something?" Um, like no, I don't think it ever really probably came up. <laughs> but I really didn't start going again as an adult until we had probably been together for like almost a year. So like once I started going again, like, like you're already stuck, was, friend. It's too late. Yeah, yeah, no, he was like stuck. It doesn't matter at that point. Like, so that's probably why it like never came up while we were dating. But like now he obviously knows that. It's, like, yeah, I, I was very curious about that. And it sounds like it was just kind of a slow exposure. I love the, at the end comment where he's like, as long as I don't have to watch a bunch of movies. <laughs> oh, he hates watching movies with me, like no matter what they are. But like, I think to him, like a Disney adult is someone who's like going to see every single animated feature that comes out or like you have have all of your home decor is that sort of thing and I think that's where he's like drawing the line between like oh I like to go to the parks and oh my whole house isn't like Alice in Wonderland theme right, like right okay so there are in his mind he's like there are levels of Disney adults that and the sense. level that you are at mm -hmm. is acceptable <laughs> so, so. <laughs> you have to wait to redecorate your house until after you are officially married. You're only engaged, yeah. so wait to bring in the Disney decorator until okay. until after you're married and then mm -hmm. he's stuck. Um, okay, yep. yeah, I yeah. I you know, I just thought that was a, a good place to kind of throw that in just because 
you know, you start out and you and your sister are like, wow, Christmas decor. And here's a resort like that we've both thought about staying at. And they're just like, what, why are we here? And why did it take three hours? Yeah. So mm-hmm. very different feeling. Now, if you could go back and change something about like this first day, you said nap. Is there anything else that you would adjust like for the benefit of somebody who maybe isn't as into Disney. Like if somebody's listening who's super into Disney and they have a friend or a partner who's not, how would you have adjusted this day one? Yeah. Good question. I I don't think like resort hopping for the the sake of like seeing a resort is going to be something that they care about. Like if we were going to like a specific lounge to have a drink or something like if there's, if there's a purpose to being there, if you will, like that they're probably fine with, but like they, you know, I think just like taking someone to you know, Fort Wilderness or like the Polynesian. They're just like, this is just another hotel. That's an excellent point. I think that's a very good point where you as a Disney enthusiast or a park enthusiast, as as he puts it, (laughs) you're interested in seeing it just because like you haven't been here before. And so you want to see this Disney property. To him, it means nothing. He's like, I'm already staying at a hotel. Why do I need to see a different one? So I think that's an excellent point have a purpose. Maybe this, like you'll love, you know, the appetizers at this restaurant or the drinks at this particular bar and then go resort hopping for that purpose. Excellent, excellent point. Let's jump back to the evening of the 31st. So you've made it to Magic Kingdom. You got on the monorail. You decided to do Polynesian, you said, instead of Grand Floridian, which was your original plan. So what are you guys doing there? Um, so we were just stopping to like grab some drinks before dinner at their like tiki terrace, like the outside portion of Trader Sam's. Um, and that's like quick and easy. It was, I think, a good choice for us at the time because I think everyone was just like, I need some alcohol right now. It's been a long day. <laughs> um, and yep, yep, understand that. <laughs> and it was kind of like a lucky coincidence they were doing the um like the new year's eve fireworks show at magic kingdom at like you know 6 30 for kids who don't know what time midnight is at so that was kind of like a cute little um you know extra of being there now did you know that that was going to be happening that's an excellent point that you bring that up they do do Mm -hmm. an earlier fireworks yeah because we got little people who aren't going to make it till midnight so you didn't realize it was just it was luck okay now happened that way so the beach was like specifically there were signs that said like the beach is reserved this evening only for poly guests. Yes, I forgot about that. On holidays, they don't allow other guests to watch the fireworks from places like the Polynesian Beach. Okay. Were you able to to see it though, the fireworks? You could see if like you couldn't really see any of like the show, but you could see the fireworks going off. It was a very obstructed view, but they like piped in the music. So that was kind of cool. And that was like pretty much all we needed to see anyway. Did the fireworks lift the spirit of the guys at all? Did they enjoy that part or were they still like, I don't know that they really cared. I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, this is like so cool that we're seeing this. And they're like, yeah. Uh, they're humoring you they did have fireworks in the shape of numbers like the countdown and i think they were like okay that's cool okay so you guys got your drinks you watched your obstructed fireworks (laughs) where you guys headed after that um then it was time to head um to our dinner reservation at caribbean beach so once again we take a bus from polynesian to hollywood studios to take the skyliner to caribbean beach again as you said i should have just paid for a lift 
Um, but anyway, we go, our reservation is at like eight. We get like, they were really busy, like busier than I expected it to be. I really had no concept and I wish I had been better prepared, but that's on me um, for not knowing how crazy it was going to be. But so we were like a little bit behind, but that's okay. Um, we probably were there for like an hour and a half, um, you know, like, and that was an okay thing. Like, I think everyone was like happy to be eating and sitting and chilling out and, um, We've previously been to Sebastian's before, just me and my sister. And I think it was a really great value for people with like big appetites. Like they're both, they're both dudes, like they're tall, they (laughs) eat a lot. Like it was a really great deal because it was just like a single price and everybody got to, you know, eat as much as they want. So it was, it was pretty good. Okay. So it sounds like food, maybe we're speaking their language (laughs) now. Yes. Okay. And a spoiler alert when we get to his post, because I also, after your trip, had him asked him some questions and he sent me, and I will say food was a big part of his answers, like across the board. So just spoiler alert on that. I know you haven't listened to it yet. We will get to it, you know, towards the end. Okay. Um, So, okay. So it sounds like this restaurant was a win, a positive experience for all four of you. Totally. Mm Mm-hmm. Where it's getting closer to midnight. What are you guys doing after this? Yeah. So I'd say like about around like 10 o'clock, we are taking the Skyliner to the boardwalk. And that's kind of our plan to like end out the night. And in this time, you know, we're talking to them like, okay, tomorrow's our first park day. Um, you know, we would like to rope drop. And the way we described it to them is like, oh, you get there super early so that you can be the first person in line and you can do rides without a wait. Like you have to wait. You're basically waiting to wait in the line, but it's like the most efficient use of your time. And they were like, yeah. Like I was like, you guys don't have to come with us if you don't want to. Like I'm giving you a heads up. Like we're going to leave at like 645. That's our plan is like, so we were like, are you guys okay with that? And they were like, yeah, sure. Like, I don't see why not, whatever. And then we'll get to it when we talk about tomorrow, but I wish there had been a little bit more of a conversation around that. But trying we'll to, to explain that. rope dropping to somebody who doesn't get it. It's like, well, why would I get there an hour early? Because I have to wait an hour just to get in. And it's I, mm-hmm. I understand that I do. But it's not like wait time. It's not like you ride one ride and then wait times immediately inflate. Yeah. So you're able to get on and off a ride, hopefully, uh, immediately and mm-hmm. take advantage of low wait times on other rides. So you're knocking out, you know, three rides, maybe four in the amount of time that somebody who showed up right after park opening could do one. And so trying to explain that to somebody who doesn't know, I'm assuming that that's where like a miscommunication or like, why are we doing this? <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. where, where that's going to come in. Um, yeah. Okay. So you guys went back to New Year's Eve. You guys went to the, yeah. <laughs> to the boardwalk. Was there entertainment? Often there's just fun, free live entertainment. On New Year's Eve, what kind of stuff did you see over on the boardwalk? Yeah, there was. So like right outside the boardwalk in, there was like on the big lawn, they had like a DJ. There were a lot of kids. Like it was obviously like family friendly and that was that was cool. Um, But it was just like really crowded. And we were like, oh, we're going to hit like three bars. Like we'll be able to get so much done or whatever. We got to the first place. We tried to go to Abracadab Bar. Totally full. Not an option. Then we try to go to Bellevue Lounge, which is in the boardwalk in no space to sit. So we were like, okay, and it was cold this night. Like we were not expecting it to be 
to feel as cold as it felt because we're all coming from Wisconsin and Minnesota. So we're like, oh, anything above 40 is going to feel great. No, it did not at night. So everybody was cold. Um, we were like, okay, where can we find a spot like inside to hang out? So we like grabbed drinks and we were able to find like a little couch tucked away somewhere to just like hang out for a little bit. Um, and at this point it's probably like 1045 ish and we were all like fading fast and we were like, okay, we've decided we're not going to make it. We thought like maybe we would go to like jelly rolls or like the dance hall or something and like the spirit was just not matching. It's tough vibe. when you find all these roadblocks. I know exactly. And then, you know, you're like, well, now what do you do? And the moment you start like sitting down and feeling like, oh, you know, it's going to, I have to stand in a line just to get into this place for 45 minutes. I, t- I too would be like downhill fading fast. I would feel exactly yeah. the same way, especially on a travel day. But I think that this is important for people considering New Year's Eve to hear yes. because- I, I think the assumption and you even as a a pro, you know, assumed like, well, the parks will be busier, but like Abracadabra is never, you know, right. f- completely full. Like when mm-hmm. is that place ever full? So, you know, like you assumed, well, we'll be able to just pop in and grab a cocktail yeah. and you couldn't. Mm-hmm. Everything at Disney World on New Year's Eve is packed because people go, yeah. even if they can't get into the parks, they want to mm-hmm. go and experience, you know the holiday, the new year, the magic, just wherever they can on Disney Mm -hmm. property. And so this is what you guys are running into, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, all right, things are not going as planned. It's not quite the start that we had hoped as we're introducing two guys (laughs) to the Disney world, Mm -hmm. um, as it were. So what are you guys, it's almost 11. Are you guys heading back to your resort then? Yeah, so we just decided to, like, take a lap around the rest of the boardwalk and just get on the Skyliner and go back. So, like, we were in our rooms, like, about to go to bed when I was like, we have to stay up till midnight and do a countdown or whatever. <laughs> um, and they were like, okay, whatever, fine. And then, so, yeah, we just go back to the room. I think it was the right choice. I mean, I think we've learned, like, let's just, let's not push it. Like, if everyone wants to go back, like, that's the best thing. So, um yeah, we were back at midnight. I bought Genie Plus because I knew it would be a busy day. Um, so you can buy it right at midnight on the day you intend to use it. And um, it was $35, which Oof. woof. Yeah. Uh, and now buying for two people because I've only ever bought for myself before. I was like, oh, this adds up quick. And I very deliberately did not tell Peter how much anything cost. Because I was like, and I like tried to pay for all the lightning lanes and and like the individual lightning lanes because I'm like I just want you to enjoy it I don't want you to know how expensive it is I've done that with my husband as well because I know if he stands in big long lines he'll complain but if I tell him I just spent $35 for each of us to skip he'll be like $35 for each of us and then I'll have to hear his complaining about that and so there's no winning so you're like no it wasn't too it's fine I got it it's fine Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah, that was the end of our first day. I mean, not like the greatest start, but I will say like, not all was lost. Like we all just enjoyed being together. It was very fun. Like we all get along super well, thankfully. So like, you know, despite everything not going according to plan, still a great time. I'm glad to hear that, that yeah. even though it wasn't what you thought it was going to be, we're still feeling good, positive vibes. So mm-hmm. New Year's Day 
then this is your first park day. Where are you guys going? And were you able to rouse the men at that early hour for early entry? Yes. So um, we are going to Epcot this day um, to start with. Um, So we told them our plan. We wake up at 6 a.m. We want to get to the Skyliner by 6.45 a.m. So, you know, everyone got ready, got dressed. We were um, on our way there. When we got there at 6.45, the Skyliner was already running. And I think that's because Hollywood Studios had an earlier, early entry at 8 a.m. And Epcot opened at 8.30. So me and my sister's like rule of thumb is that we like to be at our transportation method like an hour and a half before um, the park actually opens for early entry. So that would have been seven, but just knowing how crazy everything was we like bumped it up by a little bit so um luckily it was very smooth like getting from pop to epcot at like seven o'clock we get there and we're waiting in the security line and then peter and tom are like where why are we just standing here like what's what's gonna happen and we were like um so the park doesn't open until (laughs) so so you got there before they were letting people through security even yeah and Mm -hmm. so the men were like what why would we do this essentially okay and i was like i thought we had explained this all yesterday when we were talking about rope dropping and like they were like so we have to stand here until we don't know when because we don't know when security opens and we're not actually going to be able to do anything until 8 30 and it's 7 a.m and we're just standing here and we're like yeah. Like, <laughs> You're like, duh. <laughs> yeah. It's so obvious to me and Katie. And I'm like, why didn't we, I wish we had said like, okay, here's, here's what time we get there. Here's what time actually things start happening instead of being a little bit more vague. Like, oh yeah, we just wait before the park opens. Yes. And this um, is exactly why I thought an episode like this would be such a good idea because I think mm-hmm. that there are so many quote unquote park enthusiasts as he so diplomatically puts it. <laughs> Um, who just like, they, to them, it's common sense. Well, of course you'd want to get here early because if you look at wait times, you know, it's the first several hours are alone. So if you get there early, you can walk on this and you can do that. But to them, they're like, why am I standing in a line outside the park to stand in a line to get into the park to then, you know, not stand in a line? Why don't I just stand in that first line for that first ride? Like they don't... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's why this is – other people hearing this conversation I hope will be helpful <laughs> because yeah. that it, – it doesn't make sense when you're not – when you're new to it. Mm-hmm. So did – once you got in though, did they get it? Did they see the wait times start out low and then grow throughout the morning or were they just following you around oblivious to it all? Uh, yeah, more the, more the latter. Like they were pretty <laughs> much just like I'm along for the ride like – take me just tell me where to go and what to do and I'll do okay. it and that's the okay. way things started so um so yeah they weren't you know even if I had like explained to them like see like this ride is up to two hours and we just walked on it earlier you know like they'd be like oh yeah like <sighs> I, like the, it doesn't yeah. excite them like it excites me or like people who listen probably I assume at some point in your life you know, before you like went to the parks regularly, you showed up at Epcot or whatever park and just, you know, I'm going to get in line and then ended up standing in line for two hours. So for you, like you get it because you're like, well, I've 
been there. I've mm-hmm. stood in that line for two hours and it's not worth it. What is worth it is to get here early so I can fly through that line, that line, and that line before. Mm-hmm. So like you've experienced it where he's following you around, you know, and, mm-hmm. and reaping the benefits of your experience, but not yeah. fully understanding. He's just like, well, why, like, why would we do this? There's no lines. Mm-hmm. Why would we do this? Because you and I know that there are lines. Yes. You just know how to avoid them. Yes. So I wish I would have been like up a little bit more because I thought being vague was the best thing to do. I'm just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like you, you know, it seems fine. But I wish I had been a little bit more explicit about like probably several things because I thought being vague would just be the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the reasons actually, why you're doing certain things. Yeah, I think yeah. explaining it more fully would have been a better course of action <laughs> overall but anyway we're here it's seven o'clock um they realize we're going to be standing here for like an hour and a half um but- now i he said earlier that his priority or the thing he was not necessarily priority but the thing he was looking forward to the most was epcot and as he said drinky drinks which is a lot of people's <laughs> priority at epcot but World Showcase doesn't open for a while. And I know from previous episodes, your priority is rides. Mm-hmm. So how are you balancing that at Epcot today? His yeah. love of like World Showcase and just walking around exploring versus your love of hitting every single ride yeah. in record time. Yeah, great question. Um, So the way we had planned out all of our park days was that this morning Epcot was going to be, we're going to knock out all of the rides. Like we're going to, try to accomplish everything that we want to. And then um, on day two in the afternoon would be our like world showcase dedicated day. Um, you know, like we'll drink everything, we'll do everything, we'll eat and all that stuff. Like I, it was very com- compartmentalized, um, which I also don't know was the best because it was like he eventually necess- like didn't feel like he was being like that was being prioritized and I was like no like we set aside a whole day for it but I don't think that's like what did you discuss wanted. the plan ahead of time did he understand that that was the plan or he was he like well we're here why aren't we doing this thing that I want to do like did he know what the schedule was going to be yeah they were aware of it and I, but I think it goes back to like we were just saying like oh we're gonna do this and then we'll do this the next day and then eventually he was like okay like we're just riding rides like why aren't we doing anything else and I was like well I said we were just gonna be riding rides but like it's one thing to say it and then it's another thing to do it sure. so um you know eventually we get to a point where we like kind of shift things around like later in the trip but for right now everyone's just kind of like following the plan blindly (laughs) (laughs) well what else are they gonna do you know they're they're just Mm -hmm. following you ladies around okay well so knowing that kind of walk us through your more once you actually get in they you know drop that rope and you guys are in what's what's your plan at Epcot this morning um, so we wanted to rope drop Remy's just knowing that it's, um, you know, obviously like probably going to have the highest weight of the whole day. And it's something that I wanted to do. Um, we also were able to book a, at seven o'clock, a lightning lane for test track. And we purchased an individual lightning lane for guardians for all of us for around like 1030 ish. We also did get the virtual queue, um, just to be safe, but we decided to do the individual lightning lane first to see if like they liked it enough to then wait an hour in line for ah, it. Ah, they're um, smart. <laughs> yeah. So um, we, yeah, we started at um, Remy's. It was like 8.15-ish that we were able to like get in line. So a little bit early. So we're probably off of the ride by like 8.30. Um, 
at this point, like nobody had eaten breakfast or anything. Um, Peter did get motion sick on Remy. And we had had this conversation. Katie was like, should we start there? Because it's known to like give people motion sickness, even if they don't, you know, like aren't prone to that. And I was like, we'll be fine. Whatever. Like, don't worry. It'll be whatever. <laughs> and then, of course, like he gets motion sick. It's also like way early and nobody's eaten so um and also nobody really liked the ride um (laughs) that was another bummer they were like yeah I don't think that one was worth it I was like great we're off to a fabulous start (laughs) um so then we went to the boardwalk deli for breakfast and we thought it would be like a quick hack you know like we'll get in we'll get out um it was not very quick at all eaten breakfast there a couple of times it's never been quick Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Just in my experience, I don't have like I haven't eaten there a bunch of times, but the couple of times I have, it's taken forever. Okay. That's see, that's good to know that it wasn't like an isolated incident. I was like, it's January first. People are probably moving a little bit slower today, but um, no, like it wasn't very quick. It took forever to get our food. Like everybody was just kind of like. I think everyone was just a little grumpy and tired. And I was like, this is where I started freaking out. I was like, this entire trip was a mistake. This was an awful idea. Everybody's miserable. I was like, we're not even like an hour into it. And I was catastrophizing. Yeah. No, I get it though, because this is a big part of your life and you want your future husband to be a part of that. So I I, I get that. I get like the panic. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I was like, I want everybody to have fun. Like this is supposed to be, you know, a great thing. So, um, you know, I was just like, I was taking it very personally also, I, and, which I, you know, in hindsight, obviously that wasn't the case. Um, but I was like, I planned this, this was my idea, what, along with Katie, but I'm like, it's going wrong. And that must mean it's like my fault. And this was a bad idea. So, um, you know, <laughs> we took a beat, we calmed down a little bit. Um, and you know everybody felt better once they ate that was good um and then around this time also um during breakfast our test track lightning lane got canceled because the ride was down so we got a multi-experience pass so we just decided to book book soren instead because like that clock was up um and then peter was like we were walking to soren and peter's like I'm just going to sit sore right now. Like, I don't think it's a good idea for me to do this. Like, I probably just need to like sit down and chill. And I just felt horrible. I was like, I don't want you to like miss anything. You know, like I, I, we're supposed to do everything together and whatnot. And like, he was like, so happy to just sit down. And I, we got off the ride and I found him like just laying down and his face was like in the sun. And he was like, he like fell asleep out there alone. And I was like, hi, like, are you feeling better? And he felt like tremendously better. You so- know, it's the same advice that I give to people going with little kids. And this is, I'm not like trying to no, put, I know put down you your fiance, but like sometimes you need a break, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you push yourself and you're like, no, I have to do it. I have to accomplish everything or my kid or my partner, whoever, it's just too much. And then everybody ends up miserable. So for him taking a break was the right answer. And so I'm glad that that worked out. Yes, it was a really great decision. And even though I was like, I was like, I know, like, this is awful. I don't want you to sit out. He's like, I don't care. He's like, he did not care about doing Soren. So like, that is also one thing that I learned is like, just let people, you know, if they you know, for me, I was like, we have to ride Soren. It was Soren over California too. So I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. We have to do it. And he was just like, didn't care. And I was like, okay, great. That's totally fine. Like I came to realize like, you just got to do what you got to do. If you don't want to do something and you want to sit it out, 
let like I have to be okay with that. Yeah, and you learn not everybody has the same priorities as you. And that's exactly. okay. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. So, all right. All right, good. So after Soren then, what's what's the plan? Yes. So, um then we were able to book a lightning lane for um we booked Space Mountain because we were going to be going to Magic Kingdom and just you know, this is more on like the planning and being ready side of things like it was absolutely insane for Genie Plus these these couple of days. Like, I'm very used to, like, getting return times within, like, an hour, two hours, maybe three or four hours if it's a big thing. Like, everything was booked out, like, way early. So it was, like, 9.30, and Space Mountain was already booked out to, like, 2.45. So we were, like, okay, like, we can do things in Epcot that are a little smaller that hopefully won't have as long of a line, so let's book. Space Mountain. We did try to do the hack with four people because it worked really successfully the last time me and Katie were there together in May. Um, It did not work. We tried it multiple times. It just, I don't know if it only works with two people. I have not heard any success stories in a while. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing maybe that loophole is closed because it's yeah. it's been a while since anybody for a while people would message me regularly, really, and okay. be like, I tried it, it worked, and so I would like when anybody would ask me, I'm like, I just heard from somebody yesterday. Oh, it, okay. I can't remember the last time somebody has reached out saying that it has worked. Yeah. So it was short lived but beautiful, right? It yes, it was wonderful um, when it lasted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so um anyway we were like okay let's go do spaceship earth standby like it's in the air conditioning like it's inside whatever like it'll be a quick thing the standby line was like 30 minutes and i was like absolutely not am i waiting for this line (laughs) so we rebooked our lightning lane from space mountain to spaceship earth because it was an immediate return time and we just like walked right on to spaceship earth do you think that it was Um, actually 30 minutes just i mean you've probably got a pretty good eye when you look at the lines um, I would say it was probably pretty close, maybe like closer to like 20 minutes. I but mean, still more was... than you would wait for oh, that yeah. ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, D- absolutely. So um, and then we just rebooked Space Mountain again. It was a little bit later, but it was fine. Like the return time was all right. Um, so then after that, like I was like, Peter, how you feeling? Are you ready to ride a roller coaster? And he was like, yeah, we're like, I'm good. Let's do it. So we went and rode Guardians. Um, which I think was like a, a mood booster for everybody because it was really fun. And we got a, uh, we, I got Conga this time, which I know you get all the time. I, do. Said, but, yeah. um, I loved it. Very exciting. It's, it's my favorite. I love that song. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So everybody um, like had a really great time. That was super fun. Um, it probably took about 45 minutes. So not bad at all, like from beginning to end with the individual lightning lane. Um, we got off of, guardians and peter was like a little shaky like eh, not like a a little bit like upset stomach and a little nauseous so at that point we decided like okay let's not ride this again it's probably best that we just cancel our virtual queue so hopefully someone else could snap it up um so while i would have waited for it i don't think anybody else was very interested in waiting for it and and that was okay is is does he have a history of motion sickness on roller coasters at all no no he's like yeah he and i made sure to ask before like we went on this trip i was like do you like is that going to be a problem and he's like no like it shouldn't and i'm usually also that way but like i got motion sick on remy's and also it was like he was like when i wake up really early in the morning and i don't eat anything like 
that also doesn't make me feel good. That could have done it as well. But Remy's also makes me like super dizzy and I mm-hmm. don't get motion sickness either. So that ride is just, it's notorious for it, even for those who yeah, don't I think I'm, get it. I'm over it. Like, I don't need to do it again. I don't like, do, I, yeah, I really don't either. Unless I'm with somebody who's dying to do it. And then I'll just, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to close my eyes. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that's what I do. But like, I think I've had my fill at this time. Um, But anyway, at this point, we all um stopped for some coffee um we did a little bit of shopping and then um we were waiting for like our two hour rule to expire to book something else so we went to the aquarium that you usually go to after you get off the finding nemo ride um just to like look around my sister loves manatees i think peter really liked that too like that was fun like he likes to he likes like the animals and stuff um and then we just booked an immediate return time for nemo because the wait was like 15 minutes or something and it was not it was not at all like we would not have needed a lightning lane i don't really know why we did that i was we gonna say like, is there a reason that you did that rather than grabbing something at magic kingdom since that's your plan for the evening i think our um our strategy was like oh like this is immediate this is immediately available i'll just scan in and then i've got a lightning lane and then i can just make another one right okay away, right so like i mean i think it was kind of silly like we probably we didn't need to use it at all i saw where the lines met and it was not worth it but i was like hey that's another lightning lane i got to use like i'm getting my money's worth on it the links that disney people will go to to justify like the money that we spend there mm-hmm. it's so funny you know yep. it's some real gymnastics with our uh, our finances <laughs> to <gymnastics>. justify. <laughs> um, so uh, expanding on that, then we booked living with the land <laughs> right away for an immediate return time because we we're like, <laughs> why not? We're here. Why not? It's right here. So um, then we rode living with the land. Um, we booked Pirates of the Caribbean for Magic Kingdom. Um, and then it was around noon at this point. So we headed to Germany to have a... Um, pretzel snack like everyone not everyone but we like all shared some pretzels um and then we had that multi-experience pass from test track so katie stopped at a blue umbrella and they were able to move it from epcot to magic kingdom because if you don't do that it's only good at the park that you're at so they were very nice to change that so when you ask them is that something they just freely do or are they like well we're not supposed to do this but as a one-time courtesy i've never asked them to do that for me so i'm curious like what the response is from the cast members Mm -hmm. so when i have previously done it um it was like oh well we don't really do this and we usually wait till like it's a little bit later in the day because it was like the afternoon and i was like if you're like you know heading to magic kingdom and Hollywood Studios is about to close or something like that's that was what I understood to be like the general protocol was like oh we usually don't do this but like yeah as a courtesy we'll do that for you um I'm sorry Epcot though Epcot sucks when it comes to these multi-experience passes like Mm -hmm. I just I you know I shouldn't phrase it that way but I cannot think of (laughs) any other way to phrase it because they're like hey multi-experience pass any ride you want except the good ones yeah you know exactly. like do you want nemo got it you know living yeah. with the land got it you're it's like yours. figment got it you're like all right i don't need a pass for any of those yep mm-hmm. so yeah i think from what i understood of katie's interaction with it like it was 
not a big deal. I don't know if they phrased it the same way, like, oh, we usually don't do this. But I think, like, probably just with it being so busy, I would think that maybe that kind of helps the case. And Like, if we had, if Peter had not been able to do Guardians, like, I would have went, I would have gone and asked for a refund for his individual Lightning Lane. Because, like, I'm not going to ride it alone. I'm, I don't want to wait and abandon my party for right. <laughs> 45 minutes to ride it. But, like, luckily he did. But, but yeah, I, like, I think as long as you don't, like, abuse it, they obviously don't want it to become like a pattern of behavior. But I think there are certain times when it's absolutely warranted. So that all worked out for you. They switched it over to Magic Kingdom. So are you guys then staying in Epcot any longer or are you heading out? No, at this point, it's about one o'clock. So we're like making our way out of Epcot um, to Magic Kingdom via the monorail. Um, And then it it took a little while. So like by the time we got to Magic Kingdom, like we were ready to go. Um, we used our lightning lane for Pirates of the Caribbean. And then we um, were able to book um, a Haunted Mansion lightning lane. And then it was around like 2.15 and none of us had like really had a proper lunch or anything. So we stopped and like got some snacks. Um, Peter got something from Tor- Tortuga Tavern, which like I had never even stopped at before and it was super busy. So like, it just tells you how crazy it was there. And then me and Katie and Tom got some Dole Whips. We just like, you know, took a beat for a minute, which was nice. And then we went and used that Space Mountain Space Mountain Lightning Lane we had used before. Um, I heard a kid in line because like we were just whizzing by or whatever. And the line was super long. And he's like, I hate this or something. Oh, I was like, oh my God, I'm oh, no. sorry, kid. Uh but I was like, but that is the worst line to wait in. So anyway, uh, I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, and then at this point, we're starting to be like, okay, this park is crowded. It was sold out today. Um, I think this was the only park of the four that was completely sold out, like no park pass reservations available. Um, and we were like, okay, we're going to go use our Haunted Mansion Lightning Lane. And then we're going to leave. I was like, we were just... Magic Kingdom is not my favorite, but it's my sister's favorite. And I was like, are you sure we're okay with leaving? Like, and she's like, yes, get me out of here. Like, I <laughs> not be here any longer. It was just so crowded. Too many humans. Um, yes. So we used our Haunted Mansion Lightning Lane real quick. And then we decided to go to Hollywood Studios, which was our plan anyway. Like we wanted to end the night there. It just happened like much earlier than we were expecting. Um, so then we were able to book a Tower of Terror lightning lane when we used Haunted Mansion. We took a bus to Hollywood Studios. Peter was watching football with a stranger on the bus because <laughs> this guy had his phone pulled up and it was it was New Year's Day. So it was like, you know, um, the college football playoffs. Um, so he and this dude bonded um, the whole bus ride over. Which Hilarious. I mean, he did mention that that was one of the things he was dreading was missing football. I mean, he said yes. the Packers, but I assume that, you know, all mm-hmm. football, college games, the Rose Bowl, I assume that all falls oh, under yes. the same umbrella. He absolutely would have been watching it. And he was like, is there anywhere we can just like go and sit in the park that has like a TV and watch sports? Like, oh. Yeah. And I was like, I really yeah. don't think there is anywhere. And also like, I'm not wasting my break time to go to, well, like, especially like considering we paid to be there all day. I think he agreed with that. So anyway, so it's probably around like 4.30 when we get to Hollywood Studios. Um, We head right to Tower of Terror to use our lightning lane. And then at that point, we um, were able to book Midway Mania. So like we are doing pretty well in terms of lightning lanes, but, um, you know, it took a little finagling. But um, 
so at this point we were like i i think everyone was like i need to sit down for a little while and chill out so we went to baseline tap house um and we were there for like a good hour and a half just like chilling out um got drinks we got food from woody's lunchbox and i like brought it all the way back over you're a trooper um, that's a walk yeah I was, mm-hmm. it was i was like carrying this tray i was like i feel really <laughs> awkward i don't know if i'm allowed to do this but i'm gonna do it anyway um and then in this time so we also we had that multi-experience pass that was supposed to be for magic kingdom that we didn't end up using because it was too busy so i went to a blue umbrella guy this time and i was like can you switch this over it's from magic kingdom we you know, weren't able to use it there. I did not disclose that it had previously been an Epcot. I wonder if they could see. I don't know how much they can see. I know. And I thought about that when I said it. And I I didn't like try to be tricky, but like, you know, I was like, oh, can he see that that's where it came from? (laughs) But he didn't say anything. And he was like, I was like, can I just have this switch to a multi-experience plastic here? And he was like, yeah, like I can give it to you for something like comparable. Like, you know, it can be for these rides. I was like, yeah, I'm, I don't expect you to give me like a slinky dog anything or like a rise of the resistance anything. Like I was like, just, you know, I'll just take whatever. Um, so they did change it for me. Well, that was nice. Which, yeah, which was great. Um, so then it's like seven o'clock ish now. Um, we are all like kind of a little bit more rested. And this is the point where Peter's like, we're just doing so many rides. And I was like, yeah, I like, I like, <laughs> you're like, are. you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you can understand how I'm like, yeah, duh. And he's like, I just thought like it would be a little bit more chill, not chill because I don't think he expected it to be chill in any sense, but I don't think he realized how many back-to-back things we were gonna do like that even though I think he did say that but again like saying you like that, to your point saying it and doing it are, are different things very different. so yeah. um he was like I like I like waiting in line for the good ones but I don't like I don't like waiting oh, in line for the not good yeah, ones this, <laughs> that makes you a like, human being that's everybody like yeah. you know when a ride's good you're like yeah all right that 30 minute wait totally worth it when a ride mm-hmm. stinks you're like that 30 minute wait uh, worst 30 minutes of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I don't know which ones you mean are the bad ones, but also I like the bad ones. So like, sorry. Um, but anyway, so then we use our Toy Story Mania lightning lane. And then we went to Smuggler's Run to use that like multi-experience pass that we had, which was good. And then it's like around like eight o'clock. The park closes at nine. Um, we just like walked around galaxy's edge for a little bit just you know we were like planning on just like hopping right into the rise of the resistance line at nine o'clock um you know just to get like the most out of our park time but then it was like 8 30 and we were like well you know we're just killing time here we may as well just get in line and do it and we walked right through like no wait whatsoever wonderful um and while neither of them are Star Wars fans, they both did really like it. They were like, this is really well done and very cool. So I was like, yes, a win. <laughs> like, I was like, yes, okay, good. Um, so yeah, they did They did quite enjoy that. And then um, the day was over and we took the Skyliner back to our hotel. And um, that was, that was a, yeah, our first day. Now, remind me, you, you and your sister are not so much evening show people, correct? Am I remembering yeah. that right? Correct. Okay. All right. Because I'm wondering if it came up at any point with the guys about any evening shows. Was that ever even discussed or was it just assumed you wouldn't because you and your sister don't care to do them? 
Yep. It, yep. I think it was just assumed like we didn't even put it on their radar or like on a schedule or anything. And also like, I don't think they would care. Okay. At all. I, I was curious. I, they didn't strike me as like phantasmic kind of people, but, but no. I mean, you never know. So I thought I'd ask. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I guess I didn't even ask. So um, I would assume the answer is no, but I, I might be wrong. Um, but anyway, I have a little, I have some stats for our days because I always do that. Anyway, okay, so the stats for today, we had 10 lightning lanes, actually. We had the one individual lightning lane. Um, we had 12 and a half hours in the parks, and then we waited on average like 18.5% of the posted wait time for those rides we had a lightning lane for. A fraction of what you would have waited, even though you didn't do as many as you probably wanted to. The amount of time you were actually waiting compared to the standby times, quite the difference. Quite the difference. All right. Great place to stop for part one. Stay tuned for part two. I'll see you guys in the next episode.